ladies. Welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's so great to have you with us today. We are so excited about what the Holy Spirit has placed on our hearts for this podcast. And we are about to dive into a really exciting series. Hey, my friend, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. I think this is um, such a pivotal place to start, such an important place to start. And I'm just really excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Yeah, I am so excited too. And for those of you that are not uh, familiar with uh, Courtney and myself, let me tell you one thing uh, about us that we absolutely love, and it is the Book of Song of Songs. Oh my goodness. If you guys could jump into our little uh, text message box that we live in (laughs) most days, (laughs) you will see lots of messages about how wonderful um, we just, how wonderful this book is and just how much we really feel like, um, you know, the Lord's really breathing upon this book right now. Um, You know, I just, I feel such an invitation into this book like never before. So we are about to dive in to a series on the Book of Song of Songs for the next couple of podcasts and just really see what the Holy Spirit is going to do. And we are so excited that you're coming along with us for the journey. I really believe this is going to be amazing. So my beautiful friend, Courtney, how about, do you want to start by just whatever the Holy Spirit has placed on your heart and let's just see what he wants to do? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, You know, when you and I have talked about Song of Songs, we've talked about just the... uh, man, the beauty of intimacy and that place of getting to know the Lord as that, you know, bridegroom Jesus. Um, And when we've talked about, you know, I know you've, you've written a lot about this new era and what the Lord's doing and, and how, you know, the prophetic has even opened up in, in new different ways, the way that people hear him and are fellowshipping with him. Uh, I, just feel like the song of songs is one of those places where he takes me back to again and again, you know, um, when things are difficult, he takes me back there. When things are good, he takes me back there. And I think it's just that, uh, beautiful place of intimacy and of knowing him and seeing him in his true nature, how he, he truly wants to show up for each of us and how he desires that we show up for him. Um, so for me, I really foundational books. Um, and I love the way, you know, I know when we, when we teach it or when we go into it or when we're even just sharing it with each other, we read it a lot out of the passion translation, just because of the way that the language opens up to understand the different meanings and the different things that can be conveyed there. It's such a rich book, but it really is, in my opinion, kind of one of those starting places of, uh, tuning your ear to what his voice really sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I know you and I have talked a lot about this, you know, over the last year or so, uh, but just like you keep coming back to this book and there's just like the word in general, like there's always something new that God wants to release. And I know the spaces that you and I have sat in, Um, over the last year and diving into this together like it's almost been like 
wow, like there is such a a deeper place of encounter in this book, in this time, like you said, the new era where God is really um, bringing us to that place where you said like what his voice really sounds like. You know, you can't sit in this book and not be um, confronted in the most beautiful way, you know. Like I've sat in it and I've read things and I've gone, oh, the Shulamite, that sounds exactly like my voice. And then hearing the beloved, you go, oh, my gosh, like he's not just, you know, saying, oh, you're beautiful, like, you're, like you ravish me, like you, you completely overtake my heart with your beauty. Like just even the language of um, the Song of Songs, I think as daughters of God, as women of God, like you said, this is a foundational book because if this is actually true, which is 100%, it is the word of God, um, this book, as I read it, if I receive this revelation and it, I really allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me in the truth of, of this book and, and how he sees me, then that changes everything. It, it, it changes how I see myself. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, and it, like I said earlier, it tunes your ear to just exactly um, how he speaks, what his voice mm-hmm. sounds like, the types of things that he says. Um, you know, when I, like I love it's it's later on in, in in the book, but there's a part in there where Jesus says to the Shulamite, um, "Now let me tell you how I see you," and it's like, man, sign me up for that every day because. Yeah. And I desperately, we all desperately need that. Just there's so many things that that come in and come at us every day. But the the voice that matters the most is his and how he sees us. And, you know, I think, like you said, and like, like I said earlier, that is that foundational place of like, like, where do I even start in relationship? Because, you know, we, we have, many of us have had experiences with religion, we've had interactions with it, or we've been in it. But when you transfer over into the kingdom and you begin to understand relationship that God wants to have a relationship with you where he speaks to you, reveals things to you, loves you. Um, yes, at times corrects you. Um, there's a, a, a sound of the kingdom. There's a sound of his voice. And it's so, this book, it's so easy to hear that. Yeah. You know, it's like a tuning fork in a way mm-hmm. to what he yeah. sounds like. So yeah, and I, I just remember when I sat down to start kind of going through it, the Lord said to me, if you want to grow in devotion, learn to embrace my delight, mm-hmm. like his mm-hmm. delight in me and his delight in you. Um, and I think that this book is just uh, the epitome of the start for sure. But then the walking out of what's that look like to walk through life and challenges <laughs> From that place yeah. of him delighting in me, because I don't always have delightful days. <laughs> but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even um, looking at her journey, like the Shulamite's journey through this book, like it's just it's so raw in some places. There's some really deep places of vulnerability. There are places where, you know, as we will journey through, you know, you will see that um, there are places where she even says no, you know, and in those Mm -hmm. moments, like she, like the Lana that uh, when I first got saved, I would, um, I had this this view of God where I was like, okay, you've got to dot all your I's and cross all your T's and then he will be delighted. 
And sure, like there is a place where, you know, my offering to the Lord brings him delight, like the way that I live my life, like it it moves his heart, it brings delight to his heart. But foundational, let's come back to the, the, the absolute basics. Like he is not, he doesn't love me because I get everything right. Thank God, like I would be in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's delight in me and his love for me is unconditional and you know how often do we say that but I think in this book and I think Courtney you and I have seen this that um, it really is so beautiful in the invitation that it brings but it also exposes the areas where you go oh wow like there is a part of my heart that I'm encountering in this book that is not yet um you know, is not yet living in the the beautiful revelation that in those moments that even when in my life I've said no or where I've fallen short, like he's not standing on the sideline, you know, ready to knock me over the head. Like he is, he loves me into the place of, you know, communion and um, intimacy. And I just, I, I just, I love this because, and I love what you said because even if we look at the first chapter, like those first two little words, let him, um, changed my life because it really, I landed in this book and I read those words and I went, let him. And then I, I sat on them for a long time and I felt like even those two little words, there's such an invitation for me and for us as daughters of God, as women of God, uh, to be in that place of yielding, that place that that says, okay, I am, I'm going to let you, you know, into this place, into my heart, into my life. There's that place of yieldedness um, that just opens me up to this incredible world of intimacy with him. Um, and I loved Brian Simmons actually says that, um, you know, those words, let him, he's like, that is the doorway for this book. Like it is the doorway for, um, you know, the entry point into the heart of Jesus by saying, let him. Um, and jumping even a little bit further down, like it says, his spirit kissed divine. You just said, Courtney, about um about delight and devotion. And I was thinking about this this morning and I thought, you know, when Brian translated um, this particular scripture, he said, uh, let me just find it here. He said the word for kisses, um, oh, sorry, there is a word play in the Hebrew similar to a pun. The word for kisses and the word to take a drink of wine is nearly the same. The implication as seen by ancient expositors is that God's lovers will be drunk with love, the intoxicating kisses of his mouth. But then this is what struck me. The Hebrew word for kiss is nashak. I probably got that wrong. I apologize for everybody who knows how to pronounce that properly, (laughs) (laughs) which can also mean to equip or arm for battle. And that really struck me because I thought, you know what, if I am a warrior in the kingdom, if I am equipped for battle, then the only way I'm really equipped for battle is by living in the place of the revelation of his delight in me, you know, and his love for me and that he is for me. And it's just such a foundation because if I'm, you know, 
in this place where I'm doubting, oh, is he delighted? Does he really love me? Or is there really no condemnation for me? Then my my foundation is shaky. It makes it harder for me to stand. Um, And so I just, I love that the book begins with let him and from this place that as he kisses us, as we're filled with this place of his love, then from that place, then we arise as warriors and we stand. Mm-hmm. I just think it's beautiful. Oh, it really is. And I think that, you know, I wrote down as you were talking, permission to transform. And that's one of the things that um, I love about the Shulamite because I do see a lot of myself and my own journey. There's so many of us that take this same journey where we're um, learning who he is and then learning who we are to him and then in him. And it's such a process of transformation. The whole book from start to finish is her her brilliant transformation. And like you said earlier, the Lord loving her into that place of um, becoming who she really is. Um, he sees her from the start as who she is and, and how he's made her to be, um, despite, like you said, any of the shortcomings or things that, you know, may not be exactly where she wants them or wants them or, um, where they could be, but he just continues to pour out his love on, on her. And I love that you mentioned the let, let him part because in the, in the footnotes, Brian Simmons says, we only begin excuse me, we only bring him a yielded heart and must let him do the rest. We don't begin by doing, but we begin by yielding. And that is such a word of the hour that, you know, that yielding word, um, because it's, it's contrary, isn't it? To how so many of us show up in life and then show up in our relationship with the Lord is we show up by doing and yeah. he's changing the game in this. And he's saying, no, actually, I want you to just be. I want you to be because you are. And then as you're being, you transform into who, you know, the fullness of who he's made you to be. Um, and it comes through this place of just these <laughs> sweet, you know, these sweet kisses, this sweet intimacy with him. Um, and, and I love that it takes it from, you know, that place of intimacy to battle. Yeah. You know, because what's what drives that battle more than love? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's um, that place of Lord, I let you love me, is a real challenging place. It does confront things. It will confront religion. It will definitely confront shame. Mm-hmm. So you know, if any of you are sitting in this at any any point, and any of those things start to come up. Um, you know, be encouraged in some ways and be very gentle with yourself because this is what perfect love does. It pushes out the things that are not from him. Um, so I agree, like this, this type of love, this type of intimacy, this letting him is one of those things that is very confronting. <laughs> it can feel very uncomfortable at times, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that place of, um, you know, just the the confrontation that happens. And, you know, to journey through this book, like, to be honest, you have to be quite brave. (laughs) Or at least I'll I'll speak for myself, because no matter how many times I have read this, there's always something that I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, there's another 
part of me that's being confronted by his love, by this like extravagant love. To be honest with you, at times I was like, whoa, I can't take this. Like it's just, it's so intense in the most glorious way. Like if you don't ease up, you might crack me into like (laughs) type of intensity. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember, you know, Courtney, even sitting in chapter one after I've read this book so many times and as I sat there, I um, I landed on obviously verse two that we just talked about. Then I landed in verse five uh, where the Shulamite says, I'm going to read this. The Shulamite says, Jerusalem maidens in this twilight darkness, I know I am so unworthy, so in need. And then the shepherd king replies, yet you are so lovely. And then again, mm. she says, I feel as dark and as dry as the desert tents of the wandering nomads. And, he, and then the, the shepherd king replies again, yet you are so lovely like the fine linen tapestry hanging in the holy place. And mm-hmm. if I just even am sitting in this place right now, like I read that and I think here is one verse that to me I, I feel like if we really understand what is happening in this moment, it, it brings transformation because in this moment she is seeing these, you know, like, okay, so I, I know I'm so unworthy, like I know I'm so in need. And the shepherd king doesn't turn around and go, yeah, I know, right? He turns around and he says, yet you are so lovely. And I love this picture of even in the places of confrontation where I'm feeling X, Y, Z, or I'm hiding in shame, or I'm feeling dark, or I'm feeling dry, whatever it might be, his reply is always to call out the original design. This is who you are. Yeah. This is how beautiful you are. And I, I always say, you know, one word out of his mouth changes everything. And as I read that verse 5, I am just so overcome by his love and his nature that does not condemn, you know, the, and, mm. and actually those verses aren't just saying, hey, yeah, you're, 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 pretty, you're pretty okay. The language <laughs> of this book communicates. I am like not, not the Shulamite saying, the beloved saying, I am so undone by your love and your beauty. Like I could hit end on this podcast right now and just say, mm-hmm. go away and, and, and sailor in that moment. Because so often I think we talk about how much we love Jesus and how much we delight in him. And that's wonderful. But here in this verse, to hear the shepherd king use language that is not language used by a mistake, right? Every word in this book is crafted by the Lord very intentionally to communicate how ravished he is by her. And we're not even in to some of the heaviest language in this book mm-hmm. yet. And so oh, I just I had to jump on that, Courtney, because that verse to me challenges me and makes me go wow so everything I feel about myself at times he doesn't go yeah I know he calls me higher by calling out who I really am and his delight it's beautiful yeah you know and I, th- I think it, it is so so incredibly beautiful and I think um, sometimes um, I've observed like within the body of Christ 
sometimes we make receiving almost like a a bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah, okay, you received the cross, but you know, okay, now what are you going to do? You know, like you yeah. said, we make it about our love for Jesus, but the word says that we love because he first loved us. Like that's part of our design as well is responding. You know, he is the greater and we are responding to his great love. And this is where I, I feel super relatable or I feel like that the Shulamite is super relatable because how many of us show up in our relationships in this way where we're not very good at receiving you know, yeah. here he is, and he's telling her these beautiful, wonderful things about herself. And she's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm, ooh, don't look at me here. Ooh, that's, yeah, but mm, you shouldn't see, you should have seen me, you know, yesterday when I totally lost it. You know, that's, think about the conversation of what's going on here is where he's he's pouring out love on her. And she's like, yeah, but, geez, there's this. And then he continues to come back with yes and yet or or yet. I see you this way. And yet I see you that way. And she just continues to kind of wrestle back and forth with him. And that's a pattern that I think, like when I read this, I think, oh, Jesus, you nailed me. Because I have done that so many times in in my relationship with him and then in my relationship with others where, and I think particularly my husband, when he's, um, you know, tried to encourage me or to love me or whatever, and I immediately come back with a negative or something that contradicts that instead of just, no, 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 stop for a minute. Just receive yeah. that. Be a good receiver because when you receive from him, you honor him in what he's saying to you. You value the truth of what he's pouring out. Um, and I and I love the part because he stops her in verse 8. Like she's gone back and forth with him for from verses 5 to 8. He stops her and he says, listen. Like, can you imagine yeah. that playing <laughs> Like again, so relatable in a relationship or he's stopping her and he's like, listen to me, my radiant one. And he just goes on and he says, if you ever lose sight of me, just follow in my footsteps where I lead my lovers. Come with your burdens and cares and come to the place near the sanctuary of my shepherds. And then he goes on. This is the part that I absolutely love in verse nine. He says, my dearest one, let me tell you how I see you. You are so thrilling to me. Full stop. Full, like just yeah. sit in that for a little while. And I, man, I really feel the Holy Spirit on this right now. That continual push pull that we do with him um, and that challenge that confrontation to to receive and honor him by receiving the things that he's pouring out the love that he's pouring out because when we do that we then become a, a much um i guess fuller con an easier conduit to to pour that out on other people that are around us when we receive well yeah i really feel the holy spirit really strongly on that courtney i you know i am also i can be with i can say i am with you in that boat of i've been on a long journey of the lord learned uh, teaching me what it looks like to receive um Mm -hmm. but i just as you were sharing then courtney i started to hear like the voices of um of some women just going but i don't know how to like I don't know how to receive this. Like I am, I'm, I'm hearing uh, what you're saying. I'm hearing these scriptures, and I just don't know how to because all I'm confronted with is 
my own feelings of, you know, insecurity and, you know, and shame or condemnation or lies that have been spoken um, by the enemy over me or by other people or even what I believe about myself. And I want to encourage those of you that may be feeling that way that, you know, I'm going to come back to what you said before, Courtney, about um, the doing and the being, you know, because when, um, at, oh gosh, I think it was the start of this year, I heard the Lord say, I'm going to undo the doing. I'm going to undo the do. And it was all about this place of striving or this place of, you know, trying to, um, you know, do everything right, all the perfectionists out there, right? You hear me? <laughs> And mm -hmm. I said, Lord, what do you, so if you're undoing the do, it's always unto something. What is it unto? And he said, it's unto the place of yielding and it's the place of rest. And as I was sitting mm -hmm. here and you were sharing, Courtney, and I heard that question, I heard the, the questions of, of women going, but I don't know how to receive. I really want to encourage you that there is just a place that says, I'm, I'm just going to stay here. Even if it's only for like 60 seconds, I'm going to expose myself to these feelings of being uncomfortable and I'm going to sit in that scripture that says, let me tell you how I see you. You are so thrilling to me. Even if I feel super uncomfortable, I am just going to sit for as long as I can and invite you, Holy Spirit, to just embrace me in this moment. And it may only be two seconds. It may be five seconds. It may be a minute. But it's the place of you don't have to, you know, do everything right. It's the place of just saying, okay, even in the midst of the wrestle, I'm going to expose myself to the truth and allow the truth to come and transform. And over mm -hmm. time, you in my own journey because ladies I have walked this I continue to walk this where those places sometimes can be super uncomfortable and like you Courtney you said you know when Scott encourages you you can come back quickly with this negative right I hello yes me too but I've learned now the more I expose myself and I go okay I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to sit for a moment and just allow those words to land on me the more I've done that, I can do it more and more. The more I hear that now, the more I go, oh, wow, yes, Lord, even in the uncomfortable places. And I think sometimes we can easily allow the negative to land so quickly. You know, we, we so easily go, yep, that's who I am, or like the enemy says something and we can so easily let it land. So there's a power that happens, uh, this power that comes, you know, in that place of, agreement and I think that even um, just sitting and going okay Lord I don't even actually know whether I believe that you think I'm thrilling like if that is you today my encouragement to you is just just to be in that moment and just to meditate on that truth for as, as long as you can and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart yeah and I love that. And I, you know, Lana, when we had originally kind of gone over this and taught this before, I had written some notes down about this because the Holy Spirit was very clear to me. He said, you know, I want you to become fully persuaded. I want you to become fully occupied with my thoughts about you. 
you know, and it's just like it says in Proverbs where um, it says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as we think in our heart about ourselves and even about how he sees us, that's what we become. That's what the, the is that comes out of us. Um, and, you know, I was having a, an interesting conversation with my, with one of my daughters the other day. And I, I said to her, I said, you know, um, cause we were talking about like internal talk, how we talk to ourselves. And I said, yeah. I don't think you would talk to one of your friends the way that you're talking to yourself. Mm. So why is that? Okay. Why, why can't, why can't you be, or why, why can't we focus on, or let's focus on becoming that kind voice and, and becoming that kind voice to ourselves. And she said to me, she said, cause we, we also talked a little bit about like hearing, hearing the Lord's voice about us. So what does Jesus say about us? And she said, well, mom, you know, sometimes his voice sounds like my voice and I don't know which one it is. And I said, that's a very good, normal thing. Like, you know, and I'm so like, I'm, I'm doing backflips internally because I'm like, she's only 12 and she's asking these amazing questions. Um, but it gave us a chance to talk about it. And I I said to her, I said, you know, Jesus even says that he doesn't do the, he only does the things that he sees the father doing. I said, so Mm -hmm. when you become, when we become more attuned to his voice and we become more attuned to how he's speaking, um, and, and you realize that like, he is part of you. He is in there and he's speaking. Your voice is supposed to start sounding a little more like his yeah. every time. And so, you know, that place of soaking, like you were saying, Lana, opening up and just becoming a good receiver and saying, Lord, I let you love me, or I'm just going to sit in this place, no matter how uncomfortable this is. And even if I can only tolerate it for five minutes, um, you know, soaking in this and choosing to receive is not, it's not pride. It really is um, reverence for the truth of his love and how well he loves us and how deeply he loves us. Yeah. So beautiful. You just reminded me, Courtney, I had a dream. um, Oh golly, I haven't got my journal in front of me, but it was this year. And all I heard all night long was the Lord say, um, I can do more in five minutes of soaking that you than you can do in a whole hour. And it was just going over and over and over again. And as I woke up, like I just felt this incredible freedom, this like divine exhale of like, oh, because when, you know, at times, or I will say for me, a recovering perfectionist, I want to know exactly how to do it. Tell me exactly how to receive, how to, you know, like allow these words to transform my life. Tell me the 10-step process and then I'll do it so I can receive it. Um, But we're going full circle. We're coming right back to the start of let him. It's this place, like you said, of just saying, okay, come in and do Mm -hmm. whatever you to do and let him love you Courtney those words like my goodness me they are words of invitation to encounter with Jesus and his love that I have no English words for what I feel the depth in the spirit of what we are invited to into um, with those words 
like it's the place where we are we find life you know and and we find a strength in our intimacy with him that can never be shaken because you know ladies I want you to think about this if we become like you said Courtney fully persuaded that this is actually how he sees me today and it's got nothing to do with what I do this is just how he sees me then there is a strength that is built within me that can never be shaken because he's not going to change his mind. He's not going to, you know, tomorrow the, the book of Song of Songs changes and, and his words change. That's never going to happen. Like this is who he says you are today. And, you know, even verse 15, my darling, you are so lovely. In the Passion it says you are beauty itself to me. Mm. <laughs> Oh, my goodness me, you know, you are passionate. Sorry, your passionate eyes are like gentle doves. And even if you go into verse 16, it says, our resting place is anointed and flourishing like a green forest meadow bathed in light. And I and I just, I really am feeling right now that the Lord is um, wanting to bring rest to some yeah. hearts and rest to, to some souls that where you've been wrestling and there's been an internal turmoil and there's been that place where, like Courtney, you shared with um, your beautiful daughter, like that conversation around the internal voice. I, I just really felt like when you were sharing, Courtney, that he's putting um, a rest, he's bringing a rest into some of those areas where his voice is is going to become the loudest voice. And if mm. we live in that place, my goodness me, we're unstoppable, changes everything. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves for transformation. <laughs> what am I doing enough? Am I, uh, have I transformed? Am I really this way? You know, at least, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, but I love that you zeroed in on that rest because that is, um, that's a major part of it. And I, and I love, you know, when he says in verse eight, where he says, listen, my radiant one, he's like, if you ever lose sight of me, just follow in my footsteps where I lead my lovers, come with your burdens and cares, come to the place near the sanctuary of my shepherds. Like, can you hear the exhale on that and the permission on that to just say, Hey, if you lose sight of where I'm at and what I'm saying or thinking of you, just come again. Just follow my footsteps. Pick up from where we left off and come right back to that place with me. Like there's no, because um, in the verse prior to that, she's saying like, I, I long for you with no veil between us. And he's saying, if you ever lose sight, I'm right here. That reassurance of I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here all the time. There's such rest in that especially when it comes to transformation. And I love verse 11 where he says, it's, it's, now, it's now switched over to we. Yes. You know, it's now, now it's we. And I'm like, who's we? You know, when I first read this, I'm like, we, who's we here? I had to stop for a second and think about it. It's the whole, it's the Trinity. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they're speaking to her and they say, we will enhance your beauty encircling you with our golden reins of love you will be marked with our redeeming grace i mean 
all you have to do is let him come around you and encircle you and your beauty is enhanced and like, sign me up, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, what, where do I sit? You know, <laughs> where do you want me to sit? Um, just there's such permission. I think that that's one of the things, and you know how much that word permission, what that means to me, um, but permission to be restful, permission to rest, to not to strive and not to feel shame or to beat oneself up about anything, um, but just can come again, come again and again and again, and then let them do what they do. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There is such a, there's such a sailor moment. I feel like we enter in when we come into this passage and even the scriptures you just read, Courtney, I'm like, wow, like there is almost, there's part of me that just doesn't want to speak because there is this rest that you find in who he is, like even in the place where if you lose your way, like just come again. Doesn't that just smash down those places of religion and those places where we can so often approach the Lord in this view of, well, he's going to be cranky and he's going to be mad and I've lost my way. Like, wow, well, when I was in the worst possible place, like while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like while, while we were yet sinners, there was nothing we could do, complete and utter separation from God, and he came. Like that, that I will never graduate from the place of awe and wonder of that truth of the gospel. And then looking at this, like you can see his heart, like just come again. He is so, um, he is so longing for relationship with us. Like the relentless pursuit of his heart and his love is just mm -hmm. there beyond our comprehension and so we can spend all of our earthly lives here Courtney like we will be sitting here when we're 90 right <laughs> having a conversation and yet feel like we've only dipped our toe it feels like into the river of his love because that's the expanse of his love like we can never how high how wide how deep is the revelation of his love um Powerful. And 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 the beckoning that you hear through this first chapter, that beckoning is literally calling out, come, 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 let me, let me tell you how I see you. Let me speak over you. Let me love you. Um, and that that beautiful place of resting, like you were saying, that beautiful place of never graduate from that place of um, his sacrificial love, his passionate love that even at our lowest, that's when he gave the most. Yeah. And now, now we've been given this gift of rest. Like yeah. it honors him to receive it. It honors him to sit in that place. Um, man, Selah for sure. <laughs> wow. Well, I will just, I will say this. One of my friends, Rabbi Kurt Landry, he um, was telling us about the word sailor and he said, sailor doesn't just mean to pause and reflect. 
he said it also means approaching the word without complacency like without this place of like oh yeah I know that approaching it again with okay what do you have to say right now and I feel that in this moment right now daughters of God ladies women of God I I fully believe that there is a fresh invitation for you today to experience his love afresh You may have read these verses in Song of Songs a million times. But as Courtney, as you were sharing, as I was sharing, I just, I can't get away from this feeling of the invitation that is upon you, is upon us to come deeper into that resting place. So as we wrap up um, this episode, my encouragement to you would be to let him love you. This week, what does it look like for you to let him love you? Maybe 10 seconds in in one of these scriptures. What does it actually look like for you to receive his love this week? I want to challenge you with that because I, I really feel there's this place of rest and transformation that is going to continue in a deeper way than you've ever experienced it before. So, Courtney, any final parting words, my friend? Oh, I just, if it's okay, I just want to pray a quick prayer and just bless those that are in need or those that are wanting to, you know, be released into this. So if that's okay, I'm just going to go ahead and, and let that, let that be and let Holy Spirit just, just bless these, um, each of these beautiful women that are watching. So Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your passionate love, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are always with us, that you will never leave us, Lord. You will never forsake us. And Father, we just release your permission and your rest over each one of these women that is listening to this um, at any point, Lord. We bless their time with you. We surround them with your peace and we bless them with your rest. And we ask that your words, your your voice of love, your voice of, it, of um, the words that you speak over them would continue to reveal themselves to these women. I pray, Father, that, and I thank you that you are going to continue to pursue them over and over, that your love is going to chase them down and and uh, follow them wherever they go in the most passionate way. So thank you, Lord. We bless them. We bless their seeking and we bless their rest. And thank you, Jesus, for uh, <laughs> for the way that you love us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time as we dive deeper into the Song of Songs. We hope that this podcast has blessed you, and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that your day is blessed, and may you go forth in joy and peace.